0: I am Sarah Jane Case and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be here. Happy Tuesday. We are continuing our series today about accessing your inner child for the Enneagram type three. So as a quick reminder, I want to treat it almost like a bucket list of ideas that you can pull from. So we're going to talk about What this looks like in terms of the work of Sandra Maitrey, who's kind of the godmother of the Soul Child Theory. But we are also going to talk through just some things you can actually try. So we can make it actionable and play a little bit with our growth. So... Let's first start with the description from Sandra Mitri. So as a reminder, the Enneagram Soul Child is the type that you go to when you feel safe, when you feel at rest. Um, So for Enneagram Type 3, this is Type six. So essentially when you were younger, maybe you had type six tendencies and you learned somewhere along the way that that wasn't safe or you weren't supposed to be that way. And so you kind of covered up and protected that little six in you through the persona or the character of the Enneagram type three. But let's get into Sandra Mitri's description. I'm reading this directly from her book. Um, So these are her words. Six is the heart point of Enneotype 3, so behind the efficient and composed veneer of a three lies a very frightened child. Shy, timid, self-doubting, and insecure, this soul child experiences the world as a hostile and malevolent place. Others appear threatening, sometimes to the point that he may develop paranoia, that they are out to get him, and no matter how many achievements a three has accomplished, and how many outer successes he has created, he still experiences himself deep down as one of the weaklings in the struggle for survival. In fact, all of a three's efforts at attainment can be seen as a reaction to his fearful soul child, an attempt to overcome and counter this part of himself. This explains why no amount of success is ever enough for him. Without digesting and integrating a soul child, the inner fear and insecurity cannot be resolved by any amount of status and power. From the perspective of the soul child, a three's image is an attempt to camouflage the scared and immature part of himself. Coming to grips with this child who experiences the ground beneath him is inherently shaky and unsupportive is necessary for the development of a three. As he increasingly acknowledges his fear and sees how much of a driving force it is within his psyche, his anxious inner child will feel held and thus much more secure. The allowing itself will in time transform his fear into an inner confidence, support and ease, and a three will understand how these very qualities that he had as a young child were not tolerated or supported by his early environment. It may be that family circumstances challenged and eventually eroded his original embodiment of essential will, or that the ease with which he could do things made him a target of envy and hatred by parents or siblings, and undermined his self-confidence. Regardless of the psychodynamics, as a three's soul child is integrated into his consciousness, the more his inner ground will feel secure and solid, through the sense of essence as his true foundation— His soul will relax into the support of being. His drivenness fueled by his anxious soul child will in time transform into the inner calm and effortlessness of true will. So essentially, my Enneagram 3 friends, you were likely an anxious little kid who learned along the way that you could not live that way, that that wasn't how the strong survived. So you learned to power up, to be successful, to name those achievements, to lead with those achievements, so that the ground beneath you wouldn't fall apart. That's where you found your security was through what you can do and how much you can accomplish. Let's get into your bucket list items. I built a lot of these around getting in tune with your fear. I am sorry that your bucket list isn't more about getting in tune with your play. Some of it is, but it's really about getting in tune with your hidden anxiety. So let's start with number one. And I'm sorry to be an advice repeater here. I give this advice to threes daily I would say but it's the advice I want you to have so just in case you're new here or maybe you have listened to me give this advice but you haven't taken it yet we're doing it again and that is I want all threes (laughs) every single one of you to have a practice of doing a daily walk and I want that daily walk to be unplugged meaning no podcast no music no friends no you know, nothing in your ears or in your thoughts because you I want you to have a space where you can really get in tune with what's going on in your head and in your heart and in your body. And just a short daily walk without anything inputting into you, without any direct purpose or achievement related to it can be so useful. So that's number 1. Number 2 is keeping either a daily list, you know, Shoot for the stars, right? Or a weekly list about what you're afraid of right now. I've talked before about how when I was grieving my father, I would do a list every day about what am I grieving because I'm a type seven and I would have a hard time really accessing what I needed to feel in order to move through those emotions. And I kind of want you to do the same, but with your fear. Um, I have a lot of threes in my life who I love dearly. And the concept of them being driven by fear is so clear to me. I have so much empathy for that space because when you are driven by fear, but you're not supposed to be afraid, right? Because you are the capable ones. That's a really difficult place to be. And a lot of times the three preoccupation with success, preoccupation with being seen as successful, the fear of rest, the fear of failure, a lot of these are tied up in that anxious little six in you. And so the more we can talk to that them, the more we can face that fear, the sooner you can start to offer yourself compassion instead of overwork. Number three, write a letter to yourself as a kid. Think, you know, kind of imagine yourself. Look at a picture of yourself if you have one and just look into their eyes. Think about them. Think about what they needed from the adults in their life that they didn't get and write a letter of what you wish an adult had said to you then. Number four, is do something embarrassing. Put yourself out there in a way that you feel uncomfortable with, that feels a little risky, that doesn't make you look cool, that is fun and challenging, kind of expand and allow the little kid in you to just do something weird, you know? I don't know what that what embarrassing would look like for each of you. It's probably very different. But feel the exhilaration of doing something that you are a little embarrassed about. I think that's a really exciting feeling to feel. So give yourself that chance. Number five is a specific meditation that I would love for you to try. And this is kind of about integrating your inner child into your day-to-day. But I want you to, you know, sit and take a minute and imagine your inner child, your little self, sitting across from you and look at them, notice them, notice their body language, acknowledge what they may be feeling or thinking, listen to them if they have anything they want to say to you, pay attention, ask them questions, let them answer, sit with them, be present with them, and then invite them in. Because a lot of what you're finding in your life in terms of coping skills, coping mechanisms, survival strategies that aren't working for you anymore, who that maybe aren't serving your long-term peace and happiness. That's because we're resisting the part of you that's little, the part of you that's scared, the part of you that needs help, needs to be taken care of, who needs someone to see if they're see they're struggling and and help them, right? So I want you to invite that part of you back in because they're an important part of who you are. Number six is to draw a life garden. What this means is you're essentially taking a picture, you're drawing out all the different areas of your life that you're pouring into. So, the first garden you draw is what you're really doing. Like, where's your time actually going? When you do this, you're drawing the, the spaces that take the most from you, the largest, right? These are the largest garden beds. So maybe it's work, maybe it's a partnership. These are the biggest things, right? This is taking the most of your energy because you're thinking about it in terms of I have one watering can full of water and Some areas are going to take more water. Some areas are going to take less water. And so you're really accurately assessing where your water is going, where your energy is going right now. So draw in all those areas. The reason I'm having you do this, threes, is because you feel the pressure to succeed, to be great, to be the best, to be an example in every area of your life, 90% of the time. Sexual threes, you're a little bit different, right? You're kind of more focused on your partner, helping your partner succeed. But still do this energy because you still feel that pressure. So carry, pay attention to where your energy is going now. Once you've done that, I want you to look and consider if anywhere in that garden is your own personal piece. Like, do you have even one garden bed, no matter how big or small that is dedicated to you, how you feel, what you want, what you need, or are all these gardens other people's priorities or priorities that you've chosen because it's like what is quote unquote successful. So pay attention to that. And then I want you to draw a second garden and this is what you want your, actually what you would like for it to look like, right? So Maybe right now work is your biggest garden. It's taking most of your watering can. But your partnership is really teeny tiny, but you'd like for that to be bigger. Draw the garden you wish you had and start making the adjustments you need to make to reprioritize where you give your your energy or what you're watering right now. All right, number seven, explore the fear of stagnation. Try to understand where you feel that fear in your body. Maybe the fear looks like rest, a fear of rest, a fear of not having enough money, a fear of being caught or found out, a fear of being left behind. Find where that sits in your body. Find which one of those phrases resonates most or if you have one of your own and really seek to see it, look at it and understand it and then ask yourself what behaviors come out of this fear. All right. Next, we have number eight. What fears did you regularly have as a child, and how does that impact your tendency to overfunction now? So similarly, you're kind of going into what what did little kid me worry about, and how is that going to impact my life? How is that impacting me now? What behaviors are coming out of that? Number nine. Make a list of worst case scenarios. So this is kind of indulging that little six in you. The fears of that little six like lean into them, kind of go like what what are the worst case scenarios that could happen and r- let them run their course, you know, take them all the way to the end because once you get to the end, it's not so scary. You guys have heard me talk about this before when I talk about growth work for sixes, and you probably heard my guest Laura Lee talk about this a couple of weeks ago when we did her interview. She talked about finishing the rabbit hole. If you're gonna go down the rabbit hole, you have to complete the rabbit hole. Otherwise, the fear of it is much worse than the reality of it. So make a list of worst case scenarios and then really finish the loop. Take it all the way to the end. And then finally, number 10 is journal or talk out loud. I like journaling, but journal as your inner child writing a letter back to you. Maybe this is a letter of gratitude. Maybe this is a letter of challenge or invitation. I wrote in the Enneagram letters in one of my poems for three, I talked about like the your inner child kind of knocking at your heart, wanting to be heard give them a chance to speak give them a chance to be heard to talk back to you to give you advice maybe it's a a combination of things maybe it's gratitude advice request and really take them seriously and consider what they have to say all right friends that is what i have for you my type 3s thank you so much for listening and as always it is an absolute joy to create this content for you i'll see you tomorrow for the next one bye